Aloha and welcome to the Cabin Fever podcast, where <laughs> talk. forensic investigation and a potent need for therapy create something really beautiful, so beautiful. every single week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are we coming to them from? Ooh, we are coming to you from the top of a windy hill. <gasps> yeah. There it's are. Nice. Certain patches of ground around us that don't look quite like the rest of the terrain. Mm-hmm. Almost as though something has been recently dug up and or buried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to give you for now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. So yes, it's Cabin Fever Podcast. You found yourself at part two of Ranking Serial Killers. I highly suggest you listen to part one if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we hop into the bulk of the episode, like every week, we're going to start with a win and wine. But yeah. because we're recording this directly after part one, do either of us really have anything fresh to say? I do. No. I just remembered, I remembered both of mine. Well, that's great for you, Fiona. What's your yeah. win? So my win is a recent investigation that I did because Maddie here. Oh my God. Yes. This is so good. <laughs> Matched with someone on Hinge or found someone on Hinge. Have you guys matched yet? Oh, Bumble. Bumble, Sorry. Anyway, there was a guy on Bumble, and Maddie really wanted to know his height because (laughs) six one, like it matters. Um, But (laughs) because that matters, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. So he had his height listed as six two, and Maddie was like six four, and he's like, okay, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt and trying to expose his actual height. No, but I mean, like, if it was six. Two, I wouldn't have questioned it. Like, okay, but I'm yeah. like, that's not a six foot four man. Okay, yeah. So it clearly so, is like not a real height. Yeah. Um, and Maddie was like, it? "How tall is he? I'm trying to figure this out. I can't do it." But in one photo, <laughs> can I say surfboard? Is that giving too much away? You have to, or you can't tell the story. I could be like skateboard. It's fine because if he's listening okay. to this, it's going well. Fair. So, <laughs> in one photo, he's holding a surf. Also, it doesn't really narrow it down. Like, there's so many guys holding surfboards. Just go. Just tell so, the story. in one photo, this six foot four in quotation marks man is holding a surfboard, and Maddie was like, "I can't figure out how tall he is." And so, I start researching. I tried to find the exact surfboard, but I couldn't get an exact match on exactly which one it was from the logo. And keep in mind, at this um, point, like I'd done a lot of research already. Like I looked through a lot. I tried to do some high comparisons with like other people. It was really difficult. Yeah. Fiona has yeah. been quiet for a little while. Yeah, so no replying. I was like, give me a moment. Like, I didn't want you to think I was ignoring, but I was like, I'm working on something. Yep. And I had found the measurements for the width of the surfboard, and it was pretty It was pretty flush against his body. Yeah, um, he was holding it pretty so, tight. Yeah, so I was like, I think we can use this to measure how tall he is, and then he just cut and pasted the surfboard over his body until I got his approximate height. And I do think he's going to be 6'4". That is what my math said. <laughs> but the way Fiona told me this is I'm just sending her screenshots, right? Because for me, before I match with anyone on any dating app, like I've done she spends like a reconnaissance because like I don't match with people for shits and gigs because not to like big myself up here, but if I swipe right like nine times out of 10, it's going to be a match. And like, I don't want randoms talking to me, you know, (laughs) I don't want them having access. And especially on Bumble, if we match, like I have to send the first message and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So I'm just sending Fiona screenshots of things. And then she goes, damn. Okay. So not saying this is perfect science, but he might actually be tall. (laughs) 
And at this point, she's been silent for so long, I just started, like, piercing myself laughing. She goes, got the average width of a surfboard, and sized it up against him, and my maths says two meters. (laughs) I was two meters and 0.4 of a centimeter. I don't think he's two meters tall. (laughs) Oh, no. And at this point, because you don't think it was accurate (laughs) maths. I didn't know you were laughing at my mouth. No, 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 no. That's not why I was laughing. That's not why I was laughing. I was literally, and I was messaging my friend. I'm not going to say the name of my friend, but she's listening. She knows who has like a mutual with the guy. And I was sending her the screenshots of what Fiona was saying to me. And I was like crying. I was laughing so hard. And just the fact Fiona's, Fiona had been quiet and like, the way that she'd been trying to figure out his height was literally like, there's an item in this photo. And then she'd she'd pulled up the photo in Instagram stories and then copied and pasted the surfboard. And she sent me a screen recording of her just moving around this little picture of the surfboard. And to show you my working. (laughs) So like, I I was laughing at the ridiculousness of the situation. Yeah. I think that he is definitely tall. I'm not sold on two meters. (laughs) meters. But I agree with your general math. And I am grateful for the fact that you did it. Thank you. So (laughs) that was really, that was a, that was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. That was my win. A a maths genius. Yeah. However, unfortunately (laughs) we didn't immediately match and usually like, I don't have to wait for matches. You sometimes could have just I do. Not appeared on his page no, sometimes yet, I do have to wait for them, but usually yeah. it's instant. So I'm like, how rude! After all our effort, <laughs> he doesn't match with <laughs> after me. After all my copying, pasting of a surfboard, I know. Such surfboard brands until realizing they're all pretty much the same width. After my one casual, momentary swipe that took absolutely no forethought or research whatsoever, <laughs> um, that was a pretty good win. Honestly, like I kind of want that to be my win too because that was just like very funny. All right, little thief. Okay, well, you know what, Fiona? I don't have a win. Give me a letter. Uh, P. Ooh, okay. What's my... Okay, my my win is photography. The advancements that we've made in the medium of photography... Wait, so you have to cut my bit You're trying to say, oh yeah, all right, Jeffrey Dahmer. Is that what you're trying to say? No, Maddie, I said... (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it. Thank you. What Fiona's done there is directly roast someone we don't like. So, God, I wish we could re- release these uncut. I know. Please don't. More like savage fever, am I right? So, oh <laughs> again, specifically just two guys we haven't spoken to in years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm really grateful for photography because the uh-huh. fact is, I can see something beautiful out in the world and I can say, wow, I want to capture that forever. Just point my little phone at it and snap snap there we go that wouldn't have been possible Mm -hmm. even 10 years ago camera quality was shit so my win for this week the letter p is just photography i love it thank you that's great science and technology yeah what's your wine fiona my wine maddie Mm -hmm. is uh last night i was having a little trip down memmers lane Mm -hmm. uh to see what australian tv shows for children were like because Riley is American, so she is not across them. Um, and I i don't know if it's a wine necessarily, but I had not realized how low budget 
the production quality was on Bananas in Pajamas. Like, sweat out, I did not realize that was like a $56 set. That is not the wine. The real wine is that now they've made it freaking fully animated. That's the true wine. That is That's the, very the wine. true wine. Because when you sent me that clip of Bananas in Pajamas of um, the rat predicting the weather... <laughs> wonderful also, classic yeah. i was like this is 100 percent the production quality i remember it's just people in suits tr- like prancing about with like a, a, very a cardboard set. fence like yeah. it's perfect it is wonderful and for some reason in order to believe that this world exists that is exactly the production quality necessary no more no less yeah so that now they've translated it into like 3d animation looks like shit and all the the whimsy has disappeared from bananas also, and pajamas. So that should my... be the real one, is that the production quality has been increased and it's a bad idea. That's fair. Also, the reason that we started to watch it was because one of my friends, I didn't know that he does this regularly because he's close with Riley, but apparently all the time he goes, you can trust me, I'm a rat, while like stroking his imaginary whiskers. <laughs> and he did it once and I was like, lol. But apparently he does it all the time and Riley's just being confused. She's just like, oh, okay. That's just what he does. He just goes, trust me, I'm a rat, while stroking his whiskers. <laughs> so apparently that's just really stuck with him from his childhood. If you're saying. confused, dear listener, that is, is his name Rat in a Hat? Rat in a Hat, yeah. Yeah, cheese and whiskers. Yeah, that's, so and that's whiskers. his vibe, you know? So. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that is, that's my story. I don't know if it's a winner or a wine, but I yeah. I the wine we've established. Is the animated series, yes. Yeah, fuck that. I'm a rat. <laughs> What's your wine, Maddie? Um, my wine is that I never had a bat mitzvah. So I'm not Jewish. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I think it's that is why. With that. <laughs> yes. But like, I don't get the vibe from a quinceanera that I missed out. Like, that doesn't speak to me. I don't think I should have had one of those. But specifically, like, a disgustingly elaborate bat mitzvah. Really, like... It's the same as Bastille Day. It just aligns with who I am as a person. And so the fact that I didn't have a specifically a bat mitzvah, not just a birthday party, as a preteen, where I think I would have entered like on a skateboard and it would have been huge. It feels like a loss to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maddie. Like, but can you not just imagine, like, hideous preteen me skateboarding into a bat mitzvah, like, making everyone applaud for me? I would have done a, a musical number. Like, there is just something there There's that is forever going to be missing for me. Because, unfortunately, day, I am not Jewish, and that is a pretty important factor of the bat mitzvah experience. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty relevant, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for your loss, Maddie. Thank you. <laughs> That's my All mind. right, shall we dive into the episode where we'll be continuing ranking serial killers? Mm-hmm. So in part one, we covered the Yorkshire Ripper, Ivan Milat, Ed Gein, Nanny Doss, and Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Who are we going to be starting with today? Fiona, I'll give you well, a clue, guys. He's a big frump. <laughs> Is it Ted Bundy? Yes, it's Mr. Tedward Bundy himself. <laughs> All right, Teddy Tedward. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're not fans of Ted Bundy here. 
we are much more Jeffrey Dahmer gals. Um, but he was a murderer in the 1970s. Boring, um, boo. Yeah, like him and every other murderer. Right? When um, I think of murder serial killers, 70s. I think 70s. When I think of 70s, I think serial killers. And that's why the 70s make me feel sick. And that and the decor. Yeah, yeah everything about is. the 70s is not a good time. Um, so, he was known for being a bit of a hottie. And some could say he would... Take your breath away. Spooky. Put spooky music in there. No. Because it's... Anyway, he killed at least 30. uh, (laughs) Um, But it's also often thought to be up to 100. Uh, Due to that. Nah. And absolutely no way. Um, Clout chaser. Yeah. So his first murder, by the way, was in 1974 when he was 27, which... It's really wild to me because so many of the documentaries and videos and stuff that I watched were like, he started at the young age of 27. That's pretty old for a serial killer. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, because we're, we're 28, sorry yeah. to add us as millennials, but like, I just feel like if I was going to be a serial killer, I would have started by now. Like, I don't think 27, 28 is like young to start yeah. doing it. No, like but, I'd, so I'd say many we're of both pretty far past. If there were to be a window of opportunity, we've settled we've done now. It. Whereas yeah. if it were going to happen, I'd say the window is like. I say it's it. like it's like early twenties. It's your yeah, early twenties. If if you're not already into crime thoroughly in your teens, yeah, I think your, it's like it's got to be your early twenties. Like around I think it's teens, you know? teens to twenty five at the latest, Absolutely and then latest. or or you're one of the ones who like starts at like forty six. You know, like you have a late mm. start. But I don't yeah. think like twenty seven is young for no, serial it's killers. Not. It's anyway, not. but a lot think of the fact that, said it was. that old Jeff was dead by thirty four. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was my gripe with everyone saying he was so young at just twenty seven. I'm like. I don't think he's that young. No. Um, Heath Ledger died by 28. His whole career happened before then. Yeah. And he's just getting started on his career? Embarrassing. And he was hot. Yes. So there. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so he had a lot of victims, so obviously we can't go through all of them. Um, Even though his first, like, confirmed kill is 27, there's one that has, like, circumstantial evidence around it, which would have been when he was 14 and the girl was eight. There's gotta um, be some before then. Just like psychologically, serial killers do not just start that late. At 27, yeah. Imagine if like us just like flipped a switch. Like he just but, like, what was he doing in that time? What the fuck was he doing? He's just yeah. at school. Right? Yeah, he, he was like, he was like educated and stuff. Anyway. So you can kill at so, university. Well, he, he did. <laughs> he very much did most of his killings at universities. All right, I'll let you get on um, with it. It's just really hard for me not to heckle Ted Bundy. That's honestly fair. Um, he also had a first almost victim who, like, she escaped because he started to attack her in her bedroom and then her housemate sleep talks. And um, she thinks that the sleep talking saved her life because he slipped, like, sleep talked and then Ted Bundy, like, freaked out and ran away because he thought someone was, like, awake. Little yeah, so... Please, no Ted Bundy fans come for me. No. Also, how funny that... I don't think we've ever discussed that we both don't like Ted Bundy before. No. <laughs> we've just, like, both on our own come to that conclusion of, like, ugh. Well, it's because he gets so much more credit than he's due. He gets so much And, hype. like, he just loved himself sick. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Um, anyway, he so... He wasn't cute. He wasn't cute. <laughs> So after that happened, the woman was like unconscious in hospital for 10 days and they thought she just like fell down the stairs. And when they went to hospital, they were like, there's a lot more injury here than like a 
and fall down the stairs. Um, but after the incident happened, it was basically like one woman a month going missing from this university campus. Uh, and some were found, like there was like blood found in their rooms and others were just like fully gone. Um, and after six months of this, Bundy moved to a different university in a different state and continued doing the same thing, like murdering women on the campus. Um, Great. His, Wonderful. Yeah. His victims all appeared to have essentially little to nothing in common except for being like young, 12 to 23 years old, white, attractive, and had long hair parted down the middle. So apparently he had a type. Um, and often after the murder, he would wash the body shampoo their hair, do their makeup, and then just, like, hang out with them. Well, he would have had a nasty surprise when he washed my hair. It's very curly, Ted. What are you going to fucking do? Straighten it? (laughs) But, yeah, and he would, like, take photos with them, have dinner, like, have dates in his apartment, like, weekend at Bernie's, but just super deranged. I just, I want to see his makeup. Yes. Like, I haven't actually oh seen photos. Yes. It's, it's like a straight cis man doing makeup. In the 70s. In the 70s. Like, my face, every time you're talking, I'm just making, like, you know the face where I'm like, Ugh, like, that no, face I know the, the whole I can time. See I'm it. like, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, that is a, such a good, oh, I wish we could have, like, yeah. The, if you take the, like, loss of life out of it, yes. I would pay fucking money to watch him go through his weird process and just roast the shit out of him trying to do <laughs> hair and makeup and then yeah. sitting there having a date with himself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so his MO was basically just, like, using his good looks and well-educated status to, like, hit on women before killing them. Um, and he would also, like, <laughs> really often put his arm in a sling or walk with crutches yes. to make him seem, like, really harmless. Um, or he'd climb into a woman's room at night, and he'd always kill with, like, a blunt object or strangulation. Ugh. See, um, the thing is, though, the, the arm in a sling, I don't know if that would have necessarily worked on me, but you know I'm a sucker for a broken leg. You, yeah, you Any do guy on crutches. crutches, I'm like, hello, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, because, like, the police were on his trail for a really, really long time, because a lot of the time, at, like, the crime scenes or where people were, like, last seen alive, someone's like, yeah, I saw this really obvious car, because he had, like, a yellow beetle. What a and- freak. And a guy wearing a sling in the shadows. Like, he would literally like, stand in the shadows so much of the time. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, like, there was a guy with a sling. And then people who escaped from, like, getting killed by him were like, yeah, it was a guy called Ted. Like, he just full on was like, hi, I'm Ted. Like, ugh, anyway. So he was initially- I'm still making the incredulous face, by the way. Like, I'm reacting, but it's just not audible. <laughs> Which isn't ideal for a completely auditory experience. No, but, not, but we move. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was initially charged for attempted kidnapping and then was let out because his parents paid the bail because the entire prison system is broken. Yes. Um, and then all of the cops from different states, because there were three different states involved where he was, like, killing people- they all got together and compared notes and were like, uh-oh. Because, <laughs> like, all of them were like, it's this guy. Like, we know it's this guy. But they didn't have any solid evidence they could pin it on him for. Mm. Um, and he ended up getting arrested in Florida because he kidnapped and killed a 12-year-old girl. And police, like, were tra- chasing down his car. I don't know if it was for that or not. Um, and then he tried to, <laughs> you'll love this, he tried to run away from police by kicking the guy in his shins. <laughs> like, Ted Bundy's going, Ugh! and then running, and then just getting caught anyway. Um, what, because he drove a bright yellow fucking beetle? Exactly, like, yeah. just get a less, a, a, like, get a, a more neutral car, or change yeah. your vehicle, or just, like, 
don't drive, get an Uber to your killings. You know? Walk, you know. Yeah. Or don't be seen. Are you too too big of a boy for the bus? Like, anyway. Yeah, so I just love the idea of him trying to run away by just kicking the guy in the shins. But the person who arrested him, like, didn't know that he had, like, Ted Bundy, or, like, the guy who was doing all these killings. He was just like, I've got this guy. And then the ones from the other states were like, we would like the guy, please. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... That is Ted Bundy. Um, he died. How did he die again? Oh, no, he got executed, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, he got executed. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just rank him. Yeah, let's, let's just rank, rank him. him. Emphasis on rank. Anyway, so. <laughs> that was kind of good. <laughs> Thank you. Mystique is a tricky one because, like, there was a lot of fear. You know? I think he, I do think he gets like a nine or a ten for Mystique because it was literally like women going to university and then once a month one of them would die. True. Let's give him a nine. Yeah. I don't want to give him a ten. Fair. Um, mummy issues? I can't remember. I think he has a fairly good relationship because they bailed him out That's and I didn't true, really yeah. see much about it. So like. Maybe very low. Yeah. Maybe like one. One. Because he, he killed someone so he probably has something. Yeah. Um. Now the finesse is where he's going to lose some freaking points. Because he literally bought in like it's the sling for me. Like it's the, the car the car is like okay whatever you owned a certain type of car but you know No the around. car is points off for finesse. The fact that he had an easily identifiable car and yeah, like, drove it to though. the fucking crime scenes and used his real name. <laughs> yeah. I think for me though the sling is just so dumb because car like cars are expensive. You happen to own a certain car in a car. You happen to need transportation to your murders. Like there's a reason for having the car there. Having the sling is just so fucking dumb. Also one of his girlfriends was like why do you have crutches in the house like at all times and he's like never mind. Like, but like so- the fact that I'd say that the murdering was a big part of his life, right? You'd think yes. that it's that big of a part of your life. You maybe yeah, would just acquire suit. a new vehicle. Yeah, fair. Yeah, and the sling makes sense because if you think about it, like, you are, especially if you're in the 70s and you're not aware that you're living in the middle of a murder decade, mm-hmm. um, you see, like, a guy with a, a uh, his arm in a sling, that does take the threat level down and makes you want to help him out and, like, help him with whatever he's asking you for. That's true. And that was how he did lure a lot of them in, was being like, okay, oh, could you so help me carry this thing, you know? For style and finesse, it's we, co- want, we want to give him low because he did such dumb shit, but I do honestly think, like, he got away with it for so long. He killed you know 30 what? women and he's Ted Bundy. Like, yeah, I know. It's just because he's a... It is... I wonder if people didn't say he was hot if I'd be so, like, boo, you know? Yeah. I think it really is that people are like, ooh, Ted Bundy, and I'm like, do, are you seeing the same fucking guy I am? But I think as well, it's partially like, oh, so you went around and strangled women. Like, it's there's no pizzazz to that. You know what, though? I didn't know about him dressing them up and things like that. Yeah, that's weird, hey? That's that's so weird and lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's also because after he was arrested, like, like he just, I don't know. It's like, on on paper, I should be so interested in him. Yeah. But there's just something about him as a person. He's too smug and it puts me off. For me, it's also the 70s aesthetic. I can't get into it. Yeah, neither. I really, the 70s for me, it's like you. It, they deflect me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. But we do have to give him higher. We we can't let our personal grudges no. get in I the think, way of giving I him I think points. even though we, he didn't get arrested for a long time. The cops did actually know like who he was and they were on his case for a while. But then so there I, also is some finesse involved in staying away from them for so long 
Yeah, I think because they like they were seven. onto him, and he's still you know give him a seven, whatever. Yeah. Um, originality low, very low, low. Like oh, you three. killed women that you were interested in, like like a fuck three, you. boring three. three. No, Vibe I think t- I think I think two for original. Uh, no, no, he had the no, 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 okay, no. He's yeah, got he originality, and he was pr- prolific enough, I guess. Yeah, five <laughs> type of arrest. <laughs> Why do we both like this? Like we, guys, I cannot express enough how much we have never discussed Ted Bundy in this way before. Like we've both just like been vibing our whole lives, knowing we both know of Ted Bundy and we like serial killers in general. <laughs> then it's only now that we're both like revealing to each other, like fuck Ted Bundy. <laughs> I just remember once I was watching a Bailey Sarian video and she referred to him as frumpy, and I was like, that's the word. <laughs> It's frumpy. <laughs> God. Yeah. So vibe at time of arrest. The How kicking is very funny. It's very funny. But, but also considering his it... whole thing is that he thinks he's a cool, smooth guy. Yeah. Embarrassing. Like, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> you know what? Three. Nice. Dumbest Ted, fuck you, fuck you, Ted. But here's the thing: he thought he was a super genius. Yeah. He thought he was like his own lawyer. Yeah, because he, he had like he had a law degree. He was like in politics and stuff like that. Yeah, um, like in terms of like actual, just like take it out of the equation, like intelligence. He was academic, much smarter yeah. than Ed Gein, but Ed Gein didn't think he was smart. Ted yeah. Bundy thought he was a super genius, and he was a dumbass little bitch. So. Why are we going to give him for dumbness considering he used his real name and drove a bright yellow car? And had a sling. <laughs> yeah. But he did get away with the murders. But, like, so, how much of that was, it was, was, the, it was 70s. the 70s? Yeah. They don't have technology. <laughs> bright yellow beetle. Let's give him a four. I want to give him a five. Fine. Simply because <laughs> he thought he was so smart. That's fair. He gets an extra smug point. You know what, guys? Ted Bundy's a real lesson in taking yourself down a peg. Because if he, <laughs> if he didn't think he was hot shit and an absolute genius, I'd be giving him a lot more clout for what he pulled off. <laughs> but because he thought he was Mr. Sex God Intellect, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Notoriety. Yeah. We've he got, has not he's got... He's a 10. Oh, no, fine. He's a 10. Did we give Jeffy a 10? What is with me and Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> I don't know. I had Jeffrey Dahmer a one for dumbness. <laughs> and a ten for originality. And an eleven for sexiness. <laughs> if there were points, he would be top of the list. Um, are we their type? Yeah, we're girls. Yeah. However, neither of us rock a center part. True, and we're not at university. What's your now. answer to that, Gen Z? I'm proud to be a <laughs> mother. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we would be as type if we were maybe. Less, I'm so mad because I'm like aged. Yeah, I was like, the only part of me is like, am I hot enough to be Ted Bundy's type? Because if I care about impressing Ted Bundy, but just to see if I fit the mold for murder. Oh, he would love to kill me. <laughs> He'd love to put a little winged eyeliner on me and oh gee, part my I hair just, down the middle. Now that you put that in my head, I'm like, I can't. Any like any air of dignity he may have had. Just imagine him sitting down and being like, shit, I forgot primer. <laughs> I don't think. I don't or think like him doing that primer. thing where like he tries to put the mascara on the top of the eyelash instead oh my God, of he'd the get, bottom. Like, a blue eyeshadow from like Claire's and just like smear it over. It's, yeah, like, he'd vibrant. have no clue what he's doing. Yeah. That's so anyway, um, anyway, that's Ted Bundy. 
<laughs> um, yeah, that's in Maddie. All right, Maddie, who's up next? Up next, we have uh-huh. The Moors Murderers. And this is by far my longest explanation. Well, let's dive into it. It was the first one I wrote, and it's where all of my time last night went. <sighs> Ian Brady and Myra Hindley, commonly known as the Moores murderers, were kind of like Bonnie and Clyde, except a bit smarter and actually interesting. He looked like if Rick from The Young Ones were in Greece. She looked like a low-budget Miss Hannigan with a jarring penchant for peroxide. A fun fact is that Ian Brady has the same birthday as me, so we're working with a Capricorn here. And Myra was just barely a Cancer. Perfect combo for murder, in my humble opinion. (sighs) Their hijinks took place between 1963 and 1965 in Manchester, with the bodies of their victims being buried on Saddleworth Moor, hence the little nickname, and one of the factors that made this case particularly notorious was the fact that all their victims were children and teenagers. These two met at work, both troubled, unsurprising. Ian was a bad boy who didn't give a heck, and Myra was into it. She kept a diary about all their interactions, even though he'd ignore her for weeks at a time. But eventually, she schemed him into liking her back by literally stalking him for a year and pretending to like the same books as him. Stunning. Ian was a bit of an edgelord and made no secret within the relationship of the fact that he was DTMSK, down to murder some kids. He was convinced he was super smart and could pull off the perfect crime because all his planets were in Capricorn. And as a Capricorn, do you know what? We've all been there. But most of us do not actually (sighs) want to follow through on this. Unfortunately, he super duper did. Luckily for Myra, he saw her as a necessary component of his big plan. So she got to come along for the ride. And although later she would try and play it off as though this shit was 100% on him, She was a willing participant in their earlier petty crimes and the eventual murders. She did it for the D, but she did it for the D willingly. One day, after she'd done well on the little warm-up crimes, Ian got Myra to read a book called Compulsion about two dudes abducting and murdering a kid, and this was like a cute little way for him to tell her it was time to get going. Kick off the relationship with a book, kick off the murder spree with a book. Someone cast Meg Ryan. After she read it, he sat her down like a real white dude and mansplained all the things wrong with how the guys in the book did their murder and how they would do it better. And she was like, yeah, sounds good, babe. Let me just get my roots done and we'll be off. First murder. Oh my God. July 12th, 1963, two days before Bastille Day. Myra drove the van because kids would be more likely to trust her. Ian followed on his motorbike like a real bad boy. He flashed his little bike light to indicate when they passed a kid he wanted, and Myra would pull over. On this fateful evening, 16-year-old Pauline Reed was on her way to a dance when she caught Ian's eye, and unfortunately, she hopped in the van when Stranger Danger Myra Hindley offered her a lift. Because Myra was not actually Stranger Danger, due to this first victim being a friend of her own younger sister. Fab. Starting subtle. The original target on this night was an eight-year-old, but Myra apparently knew this kid too, and more importantly, she thought there would be too much of a fuss made if an eight-year-old went missing, so they went for someone older this time around. Which was pretty smart. Hmm. Once in the van, Myra asked Pauline to come up to the moors and help her look for a glove she'd lost before they dropped her off at the dance, which is such a weird vibe, but I wasn't around in the 60s, so who knows. All I know is once they were up on the moors... Ian rocked up and a murder did indeed occur, via severe throat wounds a la the Ripper. They buried her body on the moors, planted some grass over the grave to hide it like they were camouflaging a bear trap in a cartoon. 
and Ian was meticulous about every single detail, down to counting how many buttons were on their clothes before and after leaving the crime scene, to make sure that no evidence would be left behind. A few months later, we reach victim number two, John Kilbride, who was 12. He was helping out at the market, and they pulled the exact same move on him. So, like, get him in the van, ask him to help look for a glove, and then they tried to slit his throat, but ultimately strangled him with something like a shoelace. Um, After this murder, they got a new puppy called Puppet, and they'd walk the puppy around on the moors and drink wine and take selfies with Puppet on the graves. Fabulous. Zero evidence, am I right, guys? (laughs) Next up, Keith Bennett, 12 was walking to his grandma's house. They pulled up and asked him to help them load some boxes into their van. He was a helpful boy, so despite there being only a few streets left for him to walk, he said yes. Once he was in the van, they pulled the glove thing again, and you can imagine the rest. Only difference this time was that while they were looking for the glove, Ian started whistling a song that Myra recognized, and this was her cue to attack this actual child. A creepy little addition, along with the fact that this time they took actual photos of the body before they buried it. For someone so convinced he was going to get away with this, he sure was creating a lot of unnecessary evidence. Also, the fact this victim and the previous one were so similar was also a big dumbass move because they were connected pretty swiftly by the police. Now, whistling songs was a big theme with these guys. That's very, very creepy, especially when like this whole case is in black and white and she had giant hair. Um, so every so often, whenever they would do a murder, there would be a song that reminded them of it and it would become their song. So they had like their song for each time they killed the kid. That's so weird. Yeah. It's a, it's a vibe though, isn't it? Bit Bit romantic. Mm, Very cute. Anyway, (laughs) between murders three and four, Myra's brother-in-law, the husband slash baby daddy of her younger sister, whose friend they'd murdered the first time around, got mixed up somehow in this whole shebang. His name was David, and he had a big man crush on Ian. Guess who this third wheel dated before Myra's sister? If you guessed victim number one, Pauline Reed, you would be correct. What a tangled web we are weaving. Ian started lending David all the same weird books he originally gave to Myra, grooming him for the crime life, and Myra was V-gel of this burgeoning bromance. No bueno. Also, again, just not very bright to involve someone else in the crimes, but whatever. Go off, criminal genius king. Sure, you'll be fine. For some reason, at this point, they started befriending neighborhood children. Like, not to kill. They just started befriending <laughs> random children in the neighborhood. What the fuck? Yeah. That is so weird. And they would take them on little excursions up to the moors. So a nice little afternoon stroll across the graves of other children. What the fuck? Good times. That's um, so weird. Mm-hmm. Zoom in on Christmas 1964. <laughs> Ian decided the murder life was becoming a bit, a bit humdrum. Mm-hmm. And this time around, he'd like to move the crime scene from the Moors to their literal house. Again, A-plus for avoiding culpability. God. Mm-hmm. On Boxing Day, they toddled off to a fair and abducted 10-year-old Leslie Ann Downey by strategically dropping shopping bags in front of her and waiting for her to offer to help them get their shopping home. Doesn't take an Ian Brady-level genius to guess what happened next, but this time, the added elements were a freaking 16-minute-long tape recording of the torture, including clear audio of both the killers and the victim with Christmas music playing in the background. 
Just like, what the... F- <laughs> yeah. yeah. The dumb levels are getting higher. Yeah, Myra <laughs> gave him the tape recorder for Christmas and he was like, let's record us torturing and murdering a child. Um, police officers have had to go into therapy from listening to this tape. So you can imagine it isn't a great time and also wasn't a good idea on their part re going to jail forever. No. Mm. Final crime time, baby. And it's just started to pour with rain outside. So if you can hear that, very atmospheric. <laughs> One day, Ian told David that he'd done a murder, but David wasn't buying it. Ian did not like this and basically spilled every single bean. Ian had felt like he was done killing before this, but now he needed to prove he had the cojones for the job to his bro. So it was time for one last graft. Ian kept all the evidence of their crimes, the recordings, the photos, notebooks, in a locker at a train station. Sorry, but this really is just such a dumbass move. Anyway, he was visiting his literal evidence locker when he met a 17-year-old named Edward Evans, who was to become Vicky number five. He struck up a convo, had a little flirt, and invited Edward back to the house. And Bob's your uncle, Edward's your victim, David's your accomplice. Well, it didn't go quite as straightforward as that. So David wasn't present at the train station, but mm-hmm. they got Edward back in the van, back to the house, and then Myra made an excuse and went over to visit her sister and David. And she made some weird excuse to talk to her sister. And her sister's like, I don't know why you're here telling me this at 1130 at night, but sure, whatever. And then she's like, oh, by the way, can David walk me home? And her sister's like, sure. So she gets David to walk her home. David comes into the house. uh, And that is, that's how he enters the murder scene. So (laughs) turns out David wasn't so hot on the experience of watching someone get hit repeatedly with an axe. um, And he narked pretty swiftly once he was out of the house. So really not that smart. Literally, he went straight home after that, told his wife. They both slept with weapons that night, got up first thing the next morning, took their weapons to a payphone and called the police. So the police rock up the next day. Myra opens the door to the police, says he's in there. And just is like, you know what? He's in there. (laughs) And Ian is just in the living room writing a letter and does not even look up. Like he is so unbothered. The police come in. He just sits there and just keeps writing. Um, There's one room in the house that is suspiciously locked. And Myra's like, we don't have the key, so we can't open that door. And they're fighting back and forth, like Myra and the police being like, you need to open this door because we've been told that you murdered a guy last night. Yes. And, um... Ian, who's still writing his letter and listening to this fight, um, gets really pissed off that people keep arguing about this door because it's interrupting his letter writing. So he just looks up and says, you'd better unlock it then. It's just, yeah. He just does not give a single fuck. so dumb. Um, And as there, no, he just doesn't care. Like, he really, I mean, he's dumb because he thinks he's somehow going to be okay. That's what I mean, though. Yeah, because I don't think he's like, come it like you know no but it is still kind of a vibe that he's just writing his letter and he's like oh my god stop yelling about the door just open it you know and he just says like yeah fight got out of hand last night i'm like they're gonna see pretty quickly that there are a lot of axe wounds in this guy's head um and the letter that he was writing was a letter to his work explaining that he couldn't come in that day which is just like First of all, wow, that you used to have to do it with snail mail. But second of all, like, the reason you can't come in is because you're disposing of the body in your spare room. Yes, that's the main thing. Um, So he says you'd better unlock it. Says a fight got out of hand. They open the door and there is indeed a corpse in the room. But the cops aren't buying the fight narrative because he has 14 different axe wounds and was ultimately strangled to death. So do better. Yes, the very obvious signs of murder. 
Yes. Um, so do better, but at the lying, not the killing. You know, like he did the killing, but do better at covering it up, guys. Yes. Um, blah, blah, blah. They found literal suitcases of evidence. They found some of the bodies, but not all of them, both sentenced to life without parole. Once they're in prison, Ian turned out to be surprisingly whipped and went on a hunger strike <laughs> a bunch of times because they wouldn't let him see Myra. Which, like, that's kind of a dream. Like, imagine Stop getting mate. a bad boy. Imagine getting your bad boy after scheming and, like, pretending to like the same books as him. And then, like, you do all your crimes together, you both go to jail, and you find out that he cares. Like, he cares enough about just seeing you that he's gonna go on a hunger strike. And that means that he's okay with people knowing that he cares about seeing you. Yeah. Pretty cute. Anyway, Myra, yeah, on the other hand, pretty much away. forgot about him. Yeah, she did not give a shit. And I believe she ended up with a prison bay, and not just that, a prison guard bay. Oh. Yeah, that's prison good. guard wifey. Yeah. And they were going to try and break her out, but shockingly, this did not pan out. And then Ian found out about this because she wrote him a letter telling him about her prison bay. Um, and he was very pissed off. He canceled his hunger strike. He stopped protecting her and spilled even more beans about her involvement in the killings. Plus, he confessed about the two murders he hadn't previously. King shit right there, Ian. Great masterminding. God. Yeah. So that is uh, Ian Hin- Ian Brady and Myra Hindley, the Moores murderers. Uh, one note that I do have is that um, he was a, a bit into Nazis, so we're going to need to take off points there. Okay, cool. Minus yeah, so, for the Nazi points. Yes. They had at least five victims aged 10 to 17. Their MO was every single time lure the kids in with Myra you know, then murder her either on the moors or in the house. Yeah. Um, and just bury them on the moors. They, like I said, they found some of the bodies, but a couple of them, at least two, like have not been found. I'm pretty sure. Um, and how did they die? Ian died of some lung disease in 2017, age 79. Um, he was cremated without a ceremony and his ashes were disposed of at sea during the night, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Myra died of pneumonia aged 60 in 2002 and a reported 20 local undertakers refused to handle her cremation. So. Jesus. Her influence. That's what that is. Yeah. So that's the Moore's murders. Let's rank them. Yeah. Okay. God, that was so much. Yeah. And that's like not even the half of it. I but believe yeah. you. So. You guys will see now why my Zodiac Killer one is going to be so short. Because I was like, I really cannot be fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mystique, like... I don't know. I, like, I give them a little fun. bit of a Mystique for, like... Well, they, really, they really weren't suspected. Yeah, that's know? what I mean. Like, I think it's gotta be... Let's just give them a five because it isn't really strong either way. I think four, just because, like, I feel like you need something to get middle ground at least. I mean, they kidnapped a bunch of kids and buried them on a hill. That's took, true. Like, it's it's got the creep Actually, you know element. Just the, I was gonna say just the hill they get the five for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mummy issues. Oh, I've written notes on the mummy issues. Actually, pray tell. Um, have I? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But they both, they both, they both had some some fucked up issues with their parents. Yes, from both. So okay, cool. it's like a neutral. It's like a five for the the mummy issues. I guess. Cool. Um. Style slash finesse. Did they have a fun little signature? Now, the it is the bearing them on the hills. 
And the whistling. Yeah, I would say absolutely yes. Yeah. Hmm. I think like eight. Yeah, I think they it's such a really... creepy. It's like finesse is one thing. It's like the same as Dharma, where it's like having it is one thing, having it be what it is is another thing. And so I think they yeah. get a lot for that. And also like, but they do. They lose those two points though for the fact they made all the fucking evidence themselves. But I yes. guess that goes into dumbness more. Yeah. Um, and anyway. also that their final murder was not much finesse. That was pretty stupid. Yeah. The fact right. they got caught because they just involved someone else. I'm like, you're so stupid. Yeah. Um, originality. Pretty good. Yeah. Like, like, going for kids is not that original. But, like, the fact that they really, like, the fact that there are two of them. Yeah. The couple, and they went the for the hills, kids. The and kids. the hills. It's like yeah. the hills The hills are alive with literally the sound of music because they had their cute little songs. <sighs> I think 8.5. Yeah. And the fact they used to just, like, go up there for picnics and to, like, drink wine. They took so many people up there. Yeah. Wild. Vibe at time of arrest. <laughs> Through the roof. Yeah. Through the fucking roof. The fact that she's just, like, he's in there and he's, like, ugh, just he's open like, it. sorry, I'm writing a letter to work. Like, that is pretty good. There's that like, little paperclip coming up on the <laughs> Microsoft yeah. it out. <laughs> Um, I'd give him high for that. I'd give him like say, a, a nine. I, I agree with nine. That's fine. Yeah. And the fact they really thought they were just going to go away with being like, we can't open the door. Yeah, exactly. Now, dumbness, dumbness oh, is like a six. This is what I mean. Though. It's always so hard because I'm like, because so many they were so dumb, smart about some of it. Away with so much. Like I couldn't get away with that much. I don't think. Maybe I could. No, I but know. then think about it. Like the, their dumbness had a big impact. Like yeah. the fact that he created literal suitcases full of evidence stored them in a train station and most importantly involved a third party who got them caught like the dumbness is pretty high i'd say at least a six okay i'm happy with six yeah notoriety it's a weird one because again like yeah in the uk you'd know yeah are we their type no we're not we're too old unfortunately too old so that's some more murderers. Who is next up for you, Fiona? Uh, let me check. <laughs> Ooh, oh, it's the second appearance for this uh, jolly fellow on our podcast. Uh-huh. You can go back and listen to Cursed Modern Art. The shortest one for him because turns out not as okay. So like, okay, it's John Wayne Gacy is who we're going to be AKA. talking about now. The clown killer. The killer clown. Yeah. The killer clown. Sorry. Oh, yeah, he, he didn't did not kill, kill clowns. clowns. <laughs> he did not kill clowns. Um, and like. On the surface, right, a guy who's a clown and he murders young boys, iconic, credible, love that. Like, not, mm-hmm. not, not racing, maybe. Not love that. But, but like, it sounds an really intriguing interesting. narrative. Yeah. yeah. But then it turns out he's just not that interesting. Mm. So essentially, John Wayne Gacy, like, had a very normal upbringing and childhood and life. Then he was married to a woman. Um, and then they broke up because. He told her that he wanted to sleep with other men. So, a bit of a bi icon, maybe. Um, and she divorced him. If you want to take ownership of John Wayne Gacy, I won't. I really you. don't. I want, like, I like having Jeff Dahmer, but, like, not John I don't Wayne think Gacy. Jeff, I think Jeff Dahmer was just gay. I know I he's just gay. He was... I know, I know, but, like, LGBT, you know? Pretty much all of them, yeah. Um, there's so, great LGBTQ plus representation in the so serial killer community. Much. I'll say that much. Yeah, they really nailed mm. that one. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, basically, uh, they divorced, and then from there, he decided to focus on his career, and by career, I mean murders. 
Um, but he did actually do a lot of career stuff. They were kind of interlinked. So he started um, a business. <laughs> he started a business called PDM, which stands for Painting, Decorating, and Maintenance. And it was just like Great. a subcontracting company. Um, but he would use that to lure in young men and boys with like the promise of employment. He's like, do you want to come for an interview? Um, and then he would just strangle them. Uh, and he killed 33 young men and boys and kept 29 of them in a crawl space in his house. That which is, is one of the elements that it's like very boring man, but like there are certain details that are like, oh, yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, but they honestly, like all of the murders were pretty much the same. He's like, do you want to come for an interview? And they're like, yeah. And then he's like, you're dead now. And you're at my crawl space. Like it was very, and the that's clown, so many. And you'd think it would be so easy to trace them back to him. Yeah. Cause like, like, oh yeah, they all went for an interview. Like they yeah. were all going to a job interview with him. Um, but yeah, so like, and there were like, you know, police who were like, oh, like, my son went missing, like they were reporting it and stuff, um, but just somehow he did not get arrested for it. Um, yeah. And he got away with it for years, and there was like a whole thing with like a first arrest that like didn't go through, da da da. Um, and then, oh, where's my notes on the arrest? Oh, yeah, so essentially the way that he started to become captured was because he had one guy who he had, like, kidnapped and then also murdered. Um, But the family of this victim thought that he was, like, being held hostage at the guy's house. So they went and then found a bunch of stuff like, you know, syringes and, like, a fake police badge. Um, And then what really caught their eye, though was that he had books on homosexuality um, oh, and of course. pornographic yeah. films. So that was, you know, they were like, we, we, we're fine with these murder weapons, but that's a bit far, boy. Drug um, paraphernalia and murder, we can overlook. But if you have anything relating to the gays, yeah. we're booking ya. Yeah, and and they no also, hope. yeah, there's also like a dildo in there as well. So <laughs> because of that, they were like, we're going to start watching him. Um... And so, yeah, they essentially, like, started, you know, staking out his house, uh, eventually got a warrant for his arrest, and then he went to, like, a civil suit meeting and confessed. Uh, But it was, like, a crazy confession. Like, he was, like, going off, like, he was, like, rambling, you know? Like, he was, like, ranting about it sort of thing. So he wasn't, like, fully arrested, but he kind of was in care, but, like, he, did, they, he didn't have to. Like, he wasn't being questioned for it. Yeah. And it's just, like... He seems like a bit of a messy bitch to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then he also, like, tried to, like... He's like, oh, like, I, I feel like they were all just, like, male prostitutes. And they're like, so that makes it okay. And they're like, but... It's some- only okay if they're female sex workers, thank you. Yeah. And then he also, like, would say, like, sometimes he just, like, found dead, strangled kids on his floor. And it's like, what? Like, that- Some of them do love that. Like, the, I don't recollect doing this. I blacked out. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, so... I don't think, so, like, friggin' Peter Pan came in with his shadow and strangled this kid and injected him with drugs. Yeah. Um, Left clown footprints everywhere. Legit. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, like, the main thing. Um, Gross. And, yeah, then he was arrested because they went to the crawl space and found all the things and then were like, okay, you're that now is so arrested horrifying. for murders. Anyone who yeah. keeps bodies in the house, I'm like, that's a new level of cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so it's just like one of those things where it's like, I feel like the really appealing, not appealing part, but like the real like, ooh part was... um, The clown aspect. The clown aspect. His most cringe quote, which he said like when he was arrested, was, clowns can get away with murder. You literally didn't, though. You're being arrested. Yeah, he didn't get away with murder. I, I love just how long you know he's had that line I ready know. to go. I'm like, what Ew. the fuck, you weirdo. But also, like, at no point of him in, like, the three years of having that line ready to go and saying it to himself in the mirror, did he think, being arrested when I say this maybe doesn't make the most sense. God, he's so weird. He seems like a real dumbass. Yeah. Um, and then he died by being, um, he had like, he was executed, like lethal injection, I think. Um, yeah. In the 90s. So, yeah. And if you want um, any info on his time in prison and yes. the many, many arts that he created whilst there, go back to um, our episode from season one, Cursed Modern Art, and you'll be filled right in on that. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Mystique. <sighs> Did people kind of know he was doing it? How much did they know it was him? They knew... I don't think they... He got away with quite a... He did He so did get many, away with a lot, you know? yeah. So I'd say... I would give him a six or a seven for Mystique. Yeah. Because I feel like if you're getting away with that number... Wait, okay, sorry. I do want to actually give him a little bit of credit really quickly. I was just yeah. skim-reading the Wikipedia article, and I did realize I missed something... Mm-hmm. Which was that he would typically murder his... Because I said he strangled them, right? But yes. he would normally do it by placing a rope tourniquet around their neck and then would progressively tighten the rope with a hammer handle and he called it the rope trick. So he was apparently trying to like entertain them, yeah. frequently informing his captive, this is the last trick. Yeah, and then, we like, did we did say that in the, in the modern art episode that a lot yeah. of the time how he would tie them up is he would... Not even in a scary way at first. So he'd be like, oh, I'll show you this magic trick. Exactly. And the kids would be like, oh, yeah, I want to learn magic from you. And then they'd end up, like, bound. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that's... he does get some points he for gets, that. He does get some points. I think it's because, like, I just wanted more of the clown element in the murder. And so I was kind of let down by that. So I think that's where I a lot of I think it my... is really... It is that, like, he... The story has so many good elements, but he's just a dull man. Yes. I think that's yeah. it. Um, so what are you going to give him from Mystique? I think seven. I think that, yeah, and the clown points will go into the finesse category. Yes. So seven for Mystique, because when you get away with that number before you get caught, yeah. you know, that's a lot you, of missing you get it, people. Yeah. Did he have any mummy issues? Uh, not that I could see. Okay. Um, so style slash finesse. He did have a fun little signature and it was the, whole, think, the whole clown thing. Yeah, I think that I like knowing more that he incorporated the clown more than I thought he originally did. Yeah, because um, the clown is completely separate from the murders and it's like, boo. That's what I thought it was. That's why I was so, like, let down. say about it. Yeah, mm. but now that I know it's a bit kind of there, he also had a handcuff trick as well yeah. to try and get them. So I think there's a bit of fun in that. Um, I think he could have, like, a 7.5. Okay. Yeah, because there's a bit about it that really does just kind of scream of, like, you kill someone and you dump them in your crawl space. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have much flair. Yeah, but it has, like, that little pizzazz. Yeah. What did we give um, Ian and Myra for the style finesse? We gave them an 8. Yeah, and he has less than that. I think yeah. it's 7.5. Is good. 7.5, sure. 
Um, Originality. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because the way of... The clown thing is pretty original. It's pretty good. Maybe a seven? I'll just say six. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm just getting an oomph vibe. I feel like the originality yeah, also Yeah, I really has don't want to have him ending up near the top of our list, you know? Yeah. Vibe at time of arrest, low. Very low. The only thing he gets even his... 1.4 is his line, and that's only funny because it makes no sense and it's so embarrassing. I think two. Give him two. Yeah, because he, he had a like, line. Shit himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty great. <laughs> we would have loved that. <laughs> yeah, um, dumbness. Would seem on brand. Dumbness. Um, I think not that, that like, high. He doesn't yeah, think I don't he was think that dumb. Like he seems like he was dumb, but not in the crime. He got thirty three, and I think he honestly found a method and perfected it. Like he was like, I'm going to bring a kid in for an interview, or approach them on the street and say, Do you want an interview? And yeah. then I'm going to show them a magic trick and then I've got them. And I Maybe think like two? he got a formula and it's worked. So I would say two. I would yeah. say one actually. Like he really yeah. had a formula. Okay, two. I think a two. But like definitely not higher than that because he got away with it a lot. Yeah. Notoriety pretty high. Like an eight. Eight, I think. And are we their are type? Are we their type? No. no, we are not. We are not boys interested in magic tricks. No. I'm a girl interested. I'm a woman interested in magic tricks. And I'm absolutely repulsed by it. Yeah. So that is John Wayne. Remember when so much of our brand back in like 2015 was the fact that you were into magicians and I'm repulsed by them? Yeah. What a time. time flies. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Shout out to our long term fans. Anyway, (laughs) who remembers in the Patchwork Project when I explained why I don't like magic to a magician? So. (laughs) True. That brings us to my final uh-huh. murderer. Who's your final murderer? Dennis Nilsson. Denny Dens. This guy is similar to John Wayne Gacy in that, like, it really seems like he should be very interesting, but he was a very boring person. Mm-hmm. So, weird guy. Boring guy. <laughs> massive egomaniac. And for what? Narcissistic Sagittarius Dennis Nilsson was responsible for the deaths of 12 to 15 young men and boys in London between 1978 and 1983. He almost drowned as a child, and this apparently turned into a kink somehow, because he would go on to drown many of his victims in the bath, as recounted by multiple men who managed to escape. He was gay and mad about it, which we can't hold against (laughs) him due to the fact he was growing up in the 50s and 60s. But what we can hold against him is all the murdering. Yeah. (laughs) His victims were young men and boys. And while some people have suggested that he killed them seeking some sort of companionship, many psychologists believe that he was just straight up a necrophile. And I reckon that checks out. Yeah. You don't chop people up and shove their bits down the plumbing system because you're lonely. You do that because they've served their purpose and you're too lazy to learn how to dispose of the corpses properly like Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) Sexy daddy Dahmer. (laughs) Sexy Jeff. We don't call him that for nothing. (laughs) We don't. (laughs) Good God. I just like we didn't say Daddy Dahmer until now. Ooh, (laughs) I can just feel this seeping into our brand, and I I don't even want to stop it because I really did see a video of him where he looked hot right before we recorded this. Oh, single Maddie's back, baby. Anyway. Single Maddie's back and she's ready for Daddy Dahmer. <laughs> Maddie Dahmer. Oh, oh no, stop! 
Somebody stop me. <laughs> what is that from? Some Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> Who am I? A bumble guy? Anyway. One point for the loneliness theory, however, is the fact that, quote, he bathed, clothed, and retained the bodies inside his residences for several weeks or occasionally months before he dismembered them. Yuck, actually. He had a dog named Bleep. So that's (laughs) just some notes of it. (laughs) 12 or 15 murders in, depending on who you believe. Dennis was eventually caught because he was dumb enough to flush bits of his victims down the toilet and ended up blocking the pipes in his building. Plumbers came in, went, oh wow, that doesn't smell great, doesn't look great, turns out it's human flesh that backs up right to his apartment. Much like the time we blocked the rubbish chute in our apartment building by shoving a small (laughs) Christmas tree down it when we were moving out in 2015. They were so mad. Yeah. We're like, how do you know this was us? And our building manager's like, it stops right at this floor and there are little One Direction faces on the Christmas tree. It's like, there's your name on several, like, books that are down the chute. We're like... No, it wasn't us. (laughs) Correct. But no human remains. So back to this guy. You're welcome, old building manager. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome, John. Anyway, back to Dennis. Cops investigate. Evidence abounds. Dennis in cuffs. Remains found in his home included but were not limited to the lower section of a torso and two legs stowed in a bag in the bathroom and a skull, a section of a torso, and various bones in the tea chest. And I will just point out at this time, there is um, like a mini-series called Des about him, where David Tennant plays Dennis Nilsson, and it's very good. It starts at the time of his arrest, and it gives you like a good idea mm-hmm. of what a weirdo he was. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'll put some ideas of resources for like all of these crimes in the show notes. So check that out, and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at HeyCabinFever. Back to the summary. His life pre-arrest was pretty dull aside from the actual murdering, as is surprisingly often the case with these guys, but the full force of the narcissism came busting out once he found himself in the spotlight. He was very happy to talk about his crimes and often would try to guide police or psychologists in the direction of a conclusion he wanted them to draw about him. Thought he was very smart, very analytical, thought he had all the answers, and understood not only his own mind, but those of others around him. Reminds me a lot of myself, but I am not a murderer, so it's allowed. He even went so far as to call BS on my man Jeff's claims of cannibalism. Now, this is a quote from a Vanity Fair article from 1991 called Dahmer's Inferno. And it's actually very interesting. I might link it as well because they've interviewed Dennis Nielsen about Jeffrey Dahmer. And this is one of his quotes. It is Nilsson's opinion that claims of Dahmer's cannibalism are probably not true. Quote, he is talking subconsciously, Nilsson told me in our recent interview. It's a kind of wishful thinking. What he really wants is spiritual ingestion to take the essence of the person into himself and thereby feel bigger. It's almost a paternal thing in an odd way. Yeah. Uh, significantly, Milwaukee Police Chief Philip Ariola told the Milwaukee <laughs> Journal early in the investigation that the evidence is not consistent with cannibalism, implying that none of the body parts which littered the apartment supported Dahmer's contention. Well, that's kind of cute if you didn't actually eat people. Um, back to the article, the writer says, Somewhat tentatively, I asked Nielsen if he had ever been tempted to eat parts of his victims. As usual, he used his strange brand of humor to disguise an unpleasant subject. 
Oh, never, he replied. I'm strictly a bacon and eggs man. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think he was just jealous that he wasn't getting as much international attention so, as yeah. Jeffy Boy. He, he really sounds attention. like he's like, let me tell you about that Dahmer kid. And meanwhile, Jeffrey's just off here with like his flowing locks being like, I've never heard of you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was very predatory, definite sexual motives, like a hundred percent absolute narcissist like he would put a mirror so he could see himself and the victim he was all about being in control like huge thing with him and as much as he would try to guide others to the conclusions he wanted he would also play dumb when it suited him so Mm -hmm. this is another quote nilson was adamant he was uncertain as to why he had killed simply saying i hope you will tell me that when asked his motive for the murders like, Fucking... come on. You're telling me that Jeffrey Dahmer had a paternal inkling that if he ate people, he would consume their souls. But then you're like, I'm hoping you can tell me why I murdered 15 people and yeah, flushed them down the toilet. Fill me in. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Um, when questioned as to whether he had any remorse for his crimes, Nielsen replied, I wish I could stop, but I couldn't. I had no other thrill or happiness. He also emphasized that he took no pleasure from the act of killing, but worshipped the art and the act of death. Might I suggest hobbies? Yeah. You know? Maybe or art. antidepressants, you Both. know? Like, I've just started those. It's not a great time so far, but it's much better than murdering. It is much better than murdering. We can yeah. say that much. <laughs> I sure can. Um, well, I've never murdered, but it really doesn't True. seem like a good time. I Don't think it would make my anxiety it. pretty True. bad. It would make your anxiety a lot worse than the antidepressants. Absolutely. Um, So his victims, 12 to 15 young men and boys, his MO was he would lure them into his home, strangle them till they passed out, then he would drown them because of his weird kink from when he was a child. He then cleaned and dressed their bodies and then hung out with them and did weird shit we don't want to contemplate till they got too gross. They all do Um, have to do that. Yeah. Each victim killed between 78 and 81 at one of his houses was disposed of via burning upon a bonfire. And prior to their dissection, he would remove their internal organs, which he disposed of either beside a fence behind his flat or close to Gladstone Park. My question is, if he's just putting internal organs, there's quite a lot of stuff inside our torsos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just near a fence. Yeah. Is are like foxes eating it? Like it must be a relatively remote fence, but he's in London, so I'm just really wondering why no one picked up on just a shitload of internal organs near this fence. Yeah, I don't know how anyway, spread out things were in London in those days. I just feel like you maybe it's just it, it just seems sloppy, but he didn't get caught for that, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then the victims um, in '82 and '83 at his new house were retained at his flat with their flesh and smaller bones flushed down the lavatory, which is ultimately how he was caught because he blocked those pipes in his building with human flesh. So, not the smartest of guys. Um, Well, he was pretty smart, but that was not the smartest way to dispose of them. And he died of some random health complication in 2018. So, that is Dennis Nilsson, who is commonly referred to as a cannibal, but, like, I didn't find any real evidence for that. But I feel like he's the sort of guy who would have given it a nibble. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Mystique. He's a very creepy guy. Yeah. He's, like, so boring and, like, he's, like, a still, a still lake. You know what I mean? Yes. He's got, he's got a pretty high creep factor. And they really only caught him because of the, the fucking, all the, the human guess. flesh in the pipes. Yes. 
Like, there was a point where people in his building were complaining about a smell, so the landlord called him up, and he's like, oh, sorry, like, my, um, everything in my freezer went off, so that's the smell. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, they're like, the smell is still there, and he's like, oh, yeah, a bunch of my tropical fish died. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. So, Mystique, I'd give him relatively high for Mystique. Yeah. Like, not Nine. crazy high, but, like, a seven or an eight. I think eight. Like an, I, I think, think eight, eight just because he's so cre- like yes. he's so creepy. Agreed. Um, mummy issues. I've written he he did have mummy issues. Okay. Um, like How bad significant enough for me to write them down. Um, I'd give him like a five. Cool. Because I didn't put details, but I made a note that he did have mummy issues. Style slash finesse, like there's something to be said for like the truly just not giving a fuck. Yeah. And just, like, flushing things down the toilet and leaving organs near a fence. But I don't know if I'd call it finesse, because there was a lot of, you know... The fact he did wash and clothe the bodies, though, and he, like, hung out with them... I just looked him up, and, like... Doesn't he look exactly like Fiona? Not. I'm thinking about the fact that he has a Scottish accent. Yeah, but still not. He's not hot. He looks like a blobfish. (sighs) David Tennant looks freakishly like him, though. In, in the show. Um, True. Maybe that's why I'm just seeing that resemblance. And I'm like, cute. Yeah, he's not cute. <laughs> anyway, he's sorry, not. continue. Like, we should have had a not. hot or not. He's Marcus. no Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> You're no Margaret Chen. Anyway. So. <laughs> You're no Margaret Chen. You're, You're no, no Daddy Chen. Dahmer. <laughs> You're no Daddy Dahmer. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah. Um... God, I, like, am so torn by, like, a thousand percent wanting Daddy Dahmer to be our brand and also wanting nothing to do with it. (laughs) We'll let the people decide. Anyway, so, for finesse, not that, not that. It's not that much. It's, like, a six. It's, but the fact he's such a bland guy and he, like, really, like, like, a five. It seems pretty clean I think it's, like, a five. Like, it's, there's no pizzazz. I think a six because of the dressing up element and mm-hmm. also truly true the fact he did clearly didn't give a fuck mm-hmm. like just a six originality pretty decent. like yeah. a six again i'd say yeah like nothing nothing kooky crazy vibe at time of arrest pretty high because yes. he was just like they were like how many bodies are there are we looking at like two we're looking at three and he's like i don't know 15 yeah i think that's like eight yeah give him an who did we give the highest for? Like Myra Hindley and the ones who do something funny were like, yeah, this yeah. one didn't yeah, have like, anything this is an funny. Eight. I think Dumbness. just like the nonchalant vibe that I'm getting from him when he's like, I don't know, 15. Like I, it's like a little bit iconic, yeah, but that's it's not, I mean. it's not like, I don't know how all these belongings got in my house, but it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, Dumbness. Not that high because yeah. I think it really was that he just didn't give a shit. It just, I think a lot of him wanted to be caught because he wanted the attention. Actually, I think that's very true because he got so mad about Daddy Dharma. And he loved getting, like, he had a really good relationship with a journalist when he was in jail. Like, he. Okay, really yeah, no, I think himself. I think it's just, like, a one because I feel like we just have to give all of them one because you did kill people. And he only got caught because he literally was just flushing it down the toilet. Like, yeah. he clearly did not care. Yeah. Notorieties, like, again, in the yeah. UK, very high. I think seven. Okay. Um, are we there are type? We there type? No, no, we are not. Exciting. Now that brings us. Oh my god, now we get to see who won. Oh wait, no, I've got one to more. To our final killer. Yes. So, the final killer is the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. And I will be honest with you all, 
when I was doing this one, I've already done so much research for this podcast, and I have work outside of this podcast. <laughs> and yeah. we also both were finishing these right before an hour recording. and a half into when we were meant to be recording. Yes. So. Um, and I was kind of just like over it because I was like, oh, we all know the Zodiac Killer. So I've kind of just done like a very rough overview. And then we're also going to, we're just going to chat about it really. Like it's not as detailed as the other ones. So the number of victims that the Zodiac Killer killed is not confirmed because we don't know his identity. Um, mm-hmm. He has five confirmed victims, but he claims to have killed 37. And maybe you're saying, but Fiona, how could he claim to have killed without us knowing who he is? Did he give an interview with a with a little hat on, a little mask maybe? Uh, no. Turns out, just like old mate Jack the Ripper, he was also something of a wordsmith, a letter writer, a literature fanatic. Um, and all of his victims died in very different ways. Uh, some were stabbed, some were shot, and the victims were all super different. So it wasn't like he was like going under after young women or gay men or something like that. Yeah, it was um, hard to pick up on the trend. Yeah, and there also like there wasn't even a trend in like how they died. Like most of them were shot, but it's like who isn't in America? Like he just had a gun. Like well That's done, very fair you point. and every- yeah. you know, like you and everyone else. And like some of them were like shot like in their car, and then others were shot like outside. Like they clearly had a conversation and shit like that. So it's just like really really broad. Um, yeah, like he was really just in it for the kill. Yeah, and the reason that he's so famous is because, one, he never got caught, but two, he would also, like, taunt authorities and the press with letters that he wrote either in English, like, normal or in code. <laughs> Such a secretive man. Um... And honestly, I was reading all the letters, because that was, like, the most interesting part to me. And he's just such a frat boy douche. Like, yeah, 100%. He's like, oh. One of them, he literally says, he's like, oh, like, I love the thrill, because he liked to kill animals as well. And he's like, I like to kill man, because man is the most dangerous animal. And the mm. thrill, ready? The thrill is even better than getting my rocks off with a girl. I hate him. <laughs> he's like, uh, so, yeah, I killed someone, but in case you guys were wondering, I fuck. I'm looking at one of his cipher letters because you know how they like finally someone yeah. cracked his code like last year. Yes. He's such a fucking douche. Yes. He's like, that wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise. And he spelt it wrong. Yeah. So he thinks that like, I don't understand where he got this from because it doesn't actually really align with any like common religion or anything um but essentially he thought that everyone who he killed would be his slave in the afterlife so he's like i want to have a lot of slaves in the afterlife so i've got to kill a lot of people and i'm like you're fucking weird dude yeah it really is just like some fucking 4chan weirdo yeah and if you're a 4chan weirdo though we are not talking about you no you're fine please don't come for us yes. we're talking specifically just about the zodiac killer and you know what his, his letters got decoded and yours might not you know, don't, Good kill points, anyone. don't kill anyone. Yeah. Um, Can you tell that it's dark in my apartment now? <laughs> fair. Um, but yeah, so similar to the Ripper again, I, like when I was reading this, I'm like, it's just so similar to the Ripper that I'm like, oh, get over yourself. He's like a, yeah. the Ripper, but douchey. Like the Ripper was kind of yeah, like Yeah, because the reason the Ripper got like, away with it, because it had the whimsy of Victorian London. Yes. Anyway. Everyone after that is just like, ugh. Yeah. Just don't kill people. Um, so he basically just wanted to like chat to the police and the press, and uh, he would be like, send this coded message out, or I will kill again. Um, in Wonderless, he just reviewed The Exorcist, and I'm like, do you not have like any friends? Like, Do you have to be like, my That's review kind on of Rotten though. Tomatoes? No, I like that. <laughs> That's very funny to me. Um, yeah. And so like, we know- Like, was- if you're going to use it at that point, using it to be like, I have so many slaves, I'm like- 
boo, loser. Yeah. <laughs> but being like, I'll kill someone if you don't print my review of The Exorcist. Like, that is a No, 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 no. Lie. To be clear, he was like, print my codes, not print my review of The Exorcist. Oh. <laughs> he was just like, randomly one point, he's like, it feels like satire. And I'm like, do you not have any friends that you can talk to? Clearly not. No, he's just like sitting um, there in a fedora. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, but also in the letters as well, I feel, probably should have mentioned this, he did make it clear that he did the killings. Like, it would, he'd be like, buy a knife under, like, the date in a newspaper or something and, like, describe the way that people died in a way that you wouldn't know if you weren't yeah, him. Yeah, it's not the sort of thing with the Ripper where, like, it could be him, it might not. Yeah, um, so they yeah. were definitely him. Um, because we don't know how he was arrested, um, so <laughs> we don't know... He hasn't been arrested. We don't know who he is. That's um, correct. Yes, yeah. correct. So we don't, like, know how he died. We don't know how he was arrested because he wasn't. And well, we he may have been, but we wouldn't know. Yeah. You know? Um, and we don't really have any vibe. I thought I would just talk a little bit about one of my favorite suspects. Sure. <laughs> um, because <laughs> there are just, Okay, so his name is Arthur Lee Allen. And there are, uh-huh. like, so many things pointing to him. And before I say all this, I need to make clear it wasn't him. Because... They have, like, DNA evidence proving that it wasn't him. He has, like, a really solid alibi for one of them. The letter, like, the handwriting doesn't match up. So it's just, like, objectively not him, right? Right. With that in mind, um, before the Zodiac Killer started, like, because the Zodiac Killer called himself the Zodiac as well, like, cool dude. Yeah. Before right. that happened, this like, guy... Do you even know anything about astrology? What what fucking sign is your Mars in, asshole? Yeah. Um, so before this happened, this guy, Arthur... Oh, like Gemini. ...asked his Gemini. friends... Asked his friends to call him the Zodiac. Which, how do you... How do you be hanging out with your mates? And you're like, by the way, guys, um... Could you just call me the Zodiac? I'm sorry. Keep us in lockdown for another month and a half. And we Fair. Get <laughs> but he didn't have a lockdown. Um, so he firstly, like, yeah, he, but he also didn't have the internet. So yeah. he'd be pretty bored. Um, so firstly, he didn't. Um, what's my jig? Yeah. He likes people calling him the Zodiac, which is fucking weird. He said to yeah. a friend once that he wants to hunt people with a gun attached to a flashlight, That's which America. like, how does that even come up? It's America. Um, there were also no killings that happened during his time in prison. He was in prison for, like, something. I can't remember what it was. Jesus um, Christ. But, like, there was, like, a three-year period where he's in prison and there's no killings. So that was, like, people thought it was him because of that. His favorite book, which, like, is so weird to me that you have that as a grown man. But his favorite book is The Most Dangerous Game, which is about hunting humans. And it was also the Zodiac Killer's fave book. Like, he wrote it in his first letter that Jesus that was his favorite Christ. book. Right. Do you had, know what, though? Yeah. Like... As, like, content of the book aside, I genuinely reckon you've just raised a very good point, which is, like, any man that is adamant that they have a favorite book as an adult, that's a red flag. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He had a watch with the Zodiac symbol on it. And his house was raided, and they found, like, small animals cut up in the freezer. Diagrams that he made for bombs, which is also a thing that the Zodiac Killer included in one of his letters. He was like, I'm going to blow up, like, a school bus. And it had diagrams of bombs, and this guy had diagrams of bombs and test bombs of the bombs that he said he was going to make like the zodiac killer said he was going to make and he had tapes about the zodiac killer like fucking audiobooks but it's not him <laughs> okay so we know that it's not arthur yeah i just feel like they right? really get along though like but I, do you I know who it two lost definitely is night. do you know who it definitely is who is it no someone who's very good friends with him and fucking hates him who I don't know his friend group, Fiona. 
But I'm just saying, oh, like, this is oh, definitely okay. someone who, like, fucking hates Arthur. <laughs> okay, no, and is like, I'm going to so thoroughly set this guy up and didn't bank on, like, DNA evidence for yeah. anything. I, I so now they're just screwed like... and they've really framed him for it. But the DNA means he's not going to go down for it. So this person now has just done a shitload of murders. <laughs> I thought you were being like, we all actually know who he is. I'm like, wait, there's like a consensus on that? No, I see what you mean. No, but I'm just listening to this and like, as a petty bitch, I'm like, if I hated someone, there's too much. Like, imagine being in that friend group. You're all sitting on couches just like, and there's a guy who's like, call me the Zodiac. Zodiac. I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, Yeah. you're like, you want everyone to call you the Zodiac? All right, let's fucking go. Like, absolutely. I reckon they should have been looking into his acquaintances. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I just think it's... I'll get on the phone with the FBI. Don't worry, I also love the idea of, like, the Zodiac killer, like, hearing about this guy and being like, I feel like we'd get along. Like, you'd kind of see all these similarities and be like, I think we could be friends. Like, I think that we are both loners who would really get along. But you can't reach out. You can't be like, hey, by the way, it's me. Like, (laughs) Imagine how much it would just absolutely destroy me. You know how upset I get when you, like, accidentally say something that I consider my brand? Yeah. (laughs) Imagine there being an actual murderer just stealing my entire brand and I can't do anything about it. There's, like, a murderer who's, like, nature perp. God. I think about that every time I see nature perp now. I think about the time you got mad at me because I said it. Like, (laughs) I did Oh, it's my brand, Fiona. That's my thing that I invented. Yeah. Look, I had depression. Okay. You did. You still have it, by the way. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> anyway. Boo, change the record. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's the Zodiac Killer. Um, that's yeah. my entire summer of him. I think I've cracked it, though, because that's the only explanation. Fair. And, like, the fact that he's, like, shit, he's gone into prison. Okay, well, I guess I'm taking a sabbatical. Yeah. Like, he knew when he was 100%. in prison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have they looked into that? They should really just get petty bitches to, like, hear the details of a case. Yeah. Okay, so Mystique, he's got a 10. It's It's the Zodiac Killer. We don't know. Mummy issues, we don't know. We we don't know. Zero. Zero. Finesse. I feel like for Mummy issues, we should give him a five, because that's actually neutral. Actually, no, zero is... No, zero... Give him a two. Zero, because we subtract... Okay. Because two means you... This is not a guy with a happy home. Style finesse. Yeah. Like... I want to take a point off for the douchiness of the letters. Same. But still give him a nine, I guess. Yeah, nine, yeah. Ugh. Originality. Honestly, the way that he did the murder is not original. The letter writing, actually, also not original. Jack the Ripper did it. So you can have, no, like, this guy is this guy is a hack. Yeah. This is all so contrived. Like, four. Because you yeah. did the codes. Yeah. Five at the time of rest. N-A. N-A. Yeah. I guess we should give it a five for the maths of it all. Um, do you know what I mean? Like to balance it. Okay, we'll go. Five yes, because when we do the maths, we'll need it. Dumbness, yeah. fuck, like zero. He hasn't been caught. I want to give him a one for being a douche, though. Fair. Give him one. Um, notoriety ten. ten. Are we the type? It's fucking anyone. Yes, so yeah. we are anyone. I I'm just gonna say though. Yeah. I'm not allowing Zodiac to be number one, even if statistically it ends up being number one. Because mm-hmm. Zodiac to me. I don't know what it is, but, like, just... He's a douche. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm like, boo, you know? <laughs> now that we've done our rankings, we're going to do some quick mathematics. It'll be very, very speedy. We're both genii. Um, and then we will come back to you with the definitive ranking. Mm-hmm. I really don't know that I agree with us giving five for a Zodiac arrest. Because that is going to be what ends up pushing him over the top. Fair. Give it a one. No, zero. Because we... Zero. Yeah, it just doesn't apply. Yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> We're like not rigging it. We're like, come on, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm weirdly gunning for Ivan Milat. Like Just because of the the arrest. The arrest and like he's so famous in Australia, you know? Yeah. We all know who I'm rooting for. Stop. <laughs> okay, guys. We're back. We've done the maths. <laughs> in 10th place with yes. 14.5 points. Embarrassing Peter is Sutcliffe. the Yorkshire Ripper Peter Sutcliffe. Suck it. In second last place in ninth, which I feel sad. I would like her to be higher with 23 points is Nanny Doss. I think that's respectable considering it was all in the family. And it also is such a jump from 14.5 to 23. Yeah, and considering he's the literal Yorkshire, Yorkshire Ripper, Ripper yeah. that is embarrassing. I just like, you know, women's rights. Like, she shouldn't be second last. And then she is. She's the only woman on this list, Maddie. And that's... But she is one She is one of the real underdogs because she's low profile. She is, know? yeah. And then and it is a close race. <laughs> so in eighth place. Eighth place. Eighth. With 26 points. Is Tedward Bundy? <laughs> Suck it, Ted. <laughs> I'm then, so glad that he got so low. In equal sixth place, yep. Fiona, who do we have and with how much? We have John Wayne Gacy and the Moors Murders with 26.5. Mm-hmm. And then, so the killer clown beat Ted Bundy. Yep. Then in fifth place. <laughs> With 29 points. Yes. So this is a very close race. Yeah. Dennis Nilsson. Yeah. And then in fourth place, the Zodiac Killer. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty respectable. Mm-hmm. In third place, who is it, Maddie? 31 points, Ed Gein. In second place. Oh, oh, gosh. To oh my god, guys. Second place. I feel like we're not building this up enough. We've got first and second With place. With a sexy 32 points is the second place, but we won't tell you who that is yet. I don't know if I just gave it away. You all know. I think. Okay. Anyway. So second then, place. Second place is Daddy Dharma with 32 sure points. Is. So he has 32 points. First yeah. place. And Fiona hasn't told me what this point total is yet. Is Ivan Malat with 37. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why was he so hard? Because Maddie was like, I think he probably did all right because of like not as much mummy issues. Like we gave him two points for mummy issues and he had none. So he shouldn't even like, <laughs> it should be 39 because he has no mummy issues. And he also lost four points for being dumb and we still yeah. gave him <laughs> still well. seven. Well done. Which I kind of like that. A bit Ivan of like Millet. Aussie representation. And also like Ivan Millat was like the first serial killer I was obsessed with because like it was in Australia. This was the first one I like knew about because internet and stuff. So mm. I'm like, I'm quite happy with that. First place, I'm allowed. Second place, Daddy Dharma. Like, I'm really happy with that. I just got a chill. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have this being the brand. I just can't. You know, when you're like so adamant in your brain, you're like, this can't happen. But your heart's like, yes. I want you know? it. That's you with every oh. guy. <laughs> the fact that we gave Jeffy an eight for his finesse and we gave Ivan Mullet a ten. <laughs> I mean, Ivan Mullet got away Look, with the Look, the thing is... The gap was so big that the little details don't even matter. Yeah. Like, the mummy issues really <laughs> cucked old Jeffo. Um, so that's a definitive <laughs> ranking. Number top three serial killers are Ivan Milat, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ed Gein. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Let's, and you know what? 
Ted Bundy would be so upset at being number eight. He'd be pissed. He'd be so pissed. Yeah. You know what, sweetheart? Do a makeup tutorial and we'll reconvene. <laughs> All right. Well, that is part two of Ranking Serial Killers. That was so fun. I love that. That was great. I love this kind of um, episode. So, guys, if you think of anything else, we've done Ranking Cults. We've now done Ranking Serial Killers. Yeah. Anything else in this vein that you want us to rank? Yeah. Let us know because we love doing these episodes. It's a great time. Yeah. Also, please, I feel like this is so good. I, we haven't listened back to it because we are literally recording it right now. But if you like this episode and you think there's someone who just like is also obsessed with true crime, just tell them about this because I feel like everyone would just really vibe with this. If they're into true crime or a great time, show them our podcast. Oh, that's good. Also, genuine request. Ooh. Can you please review our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to? to it on yeah because we haven't asked you to do that in quite a while and so we haven't been getting the reviews and we really want to be famous so Ask review us receive follow us on social meds um and yeah at hey cabin fever and we'll see we you love you so soon. if you are a fan of any of these murderers in a genuine sense please don't come for us yes don't do that no one come for us yeah you know this is all in great jest and we're giving them free pr by mentioning them on the podcast so and that's probably what they wanted they do like notoriety they do. They all love notoriety and they would have been like, hmm, two little girls talking about me? <laughs> Don't know about that. So I am off to remind myself of like all the really horrible stuff Jeffrey Dahmer did and to look at ugly photos of him to get the distorted mental image of a, some fucking Adonis that's in my head out. <laughs> and I'm going to send Maddie some photos of Ivan Millet kind of looking like a sexy cheeky bloke. Bit of a snack. I just sent them to you. Actually, look at your phone. <laughs> What's wrong with you? He looks like Saucy's dad. He looks like my godfather. <laughs> I'm like, he's not my type, but... That's not a sexy, cheeky <laughs> snack, Fiona. That's any man in rural Australia. <laughs> I'm like, he's not my type, but I just feel like... Is it just because he's a bit tanned and he's smiling and he doesn't look like he looked... He got arrested. He's got muscles here. He's got a fun pastel shirt with such an 80s vibe on it. Bit fun. Okay, I'm going to go. We will see we you guys. going to um, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Dahmer, out. Oh, my God. Bye. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Please don't. Make it our brand, but don't make stop it our it. brand. No. Oh, my God. Oh, stop, stop it. it. No. You're so bad. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.